0: I'm my Motherfucking Toes, and I am, in fact, that kind of girl.
1: And I am Jamal.
0: Just Jamal.
1: And welcome to Black To Our Roots, a blackety-black
0: podcast where we recap RuPaul's Drag Race. We are now stateside. We're doing a doubleheader today. We're double-fisting. We have Drag Race US in one hand, season 13. And we have UK Series 2 finale in the other hand. The grand uh, the finale. That will take a smooth fifteen minutes. So, <laughs> I looked at my notes. Did I tell you that I have a I have a TikTok that's blowing up right now?
1: Oh, I child. Love that me. You girls and y'all TikTok.
0: And you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm one with the use. I'm a cool mom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you know, the, the world agrees that RuPaul owes the Vixen a apology.
1: <laughs> well, the world been agreed on that. So. <laughs> tiktok no, isn't is new. Val- it's being validated with this particular tiktok and is rupaul so, gonna to see give that. vixen an apology
0: Here's the hoping probably not but exactly you know, Ru- rupaul is at this point in her life where she doesn't care about anything because you notice she's not said a word about the fracking thing
1: well rupaul is like beyonce in a sense where it's like okay y'all can say what y'all want i'm not gonna comment on anything y'all can say what y'all want mm-hmm. Be yeah mad. that's what i'm saying you mad that's what you i'm mad. saying
0: that's what I'm saying. The, the 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 sources of revenue are not being impacted. So she does <sighs> not particularly care. Now, if we started to see a, a deep decline in RuPaul's Dragger's Race uh, viewership, then she might come out with a train's flag. But...
1: <laughs> We're going to see that. We she does not take regardless. any sort of
0: accountability. Well, no. That's not true. You talking about the, the, the decline of viewership or a response in the shape of the posting of the incorrect flag?
1: The decline of viewership.
0: Well, you know, that's I just the like natural life cycle record. of TV yeah.
1: shows. I was about to say, yeah, because we get to, we're getting the top model. We're getting the top we're model We're getting the to top
0: model, yes, absolutely. But, you know, at least top model was declining around this point. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. No, cause it's true. I mean, we're in, what, season 13 of Rafael Jaguars, and we've already had five seasons of All-Stars. Around this, around season 13 of, of top model, do you remember who won?
1: Yeah, Krista. Did she win thirteen? Was that Krista? I believe it was 13 or 14. It was Krista.
0: Eleven was McKee. 10 was Whitney. 12
1: was um Well maybe it was 12 that Krista won.
0: I just remember there was a there's
1: this weird period in between where I like was really not watching anymore. Well, I actually <laughs> liked Krista's season, so I was. Oh
0: no, I don't think Krista won third season. Oh, th- what's that? 13. What's that
1: skinny black girl? What's the skinny black girl? The one that... Tiana. Tiana, maybe was it her? Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yeah, because it was the Brazil season.
1: I like that season too, but the white girls were <laughs> showing mm-hmm. their ass on that season. Well, you know,
0: then they had a little the, uh, the racist white girl that they brought down to the favela. Which one was that? That was that was the Brazil season,
1: Brazil, and it oh, was the, the one, one that they dressed the- up with the bananas on her head.
0: Yes, as a as a Carmen Miranda, and she yes. was giving us full classes, you know, Miss Thing. But I don't think they sent her home that week. I think they sent home far. We are getting way off topic.
1: <laughs> no, they didn't send they didn't send her home far that So I remember when they sent her home. They sent her home on the beach when they had to do that oh, stupid five. photo shoot on the, the beach. The
0: volleyball one. Mm-hmm. I stopped watching Top Models seriously after like season 10. <laughs> when
1: they were pulling up when they were really
0: pulling the pageant I said that yeah, no Fatima was supposed to win this competition. Maha Maha.
1: Well <laughs> no, Fatima wasn't
0: so, Well, you know, and that's on what? No, no. Uh, so let's get into this week's episode of RuPaul's Dragon season 13, episode
1: 205. <laughs> Last week, <laughs> we fully all Last- episode 11 and no end is in sight. This is crazy. Right.
0: Last week was the Freaky Friday Makeover Challenge, where the dolls had to make each other over because it's a global, global pity proud right now, outside in the world, and we need to make sure we're safe, so we couldn't invite any outside guests to do any makeovers like we normally do. Uh, Miss Rosé made Tina beautiful, and Tina made Rosé into a housewife. <laughs> Olivia was an ice duchess, not quite an ice queen, and Denali looked a little down on her luck. Simone was feeling her art pop while Utica was once again proving why we should cancel her.
1: No, no she wasn't.
0: <laughs> that's a joke, y'all. Please don't get, get, do not cancel Utica.
1: <laughs> that was a joke. Well, apparently, <laughs> according God, to you and my friend Samantha, there's another reason to cancel her.
0: That's not what I said. I told you that was a baggy-ass jumpsuit and it was not a fully realized concept. That is what uh, I said. <laughs> Go back to the tapes. Go back the to the tapes. girls are trying Little to Black
1: retroactively China. cancel Utica for a blackface or jigger Meanwhile,
0: your, your, your friend bully posted a damn comment about it too, from like eight <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> and you know, it was a smooth eight weeks ago because it was the same week Tamisha went home. Yes. Uh, and God was serving a sexy Tina Burner while Candy was a sexy clown. Uh, we also found out, I don't know if you all knew this, but Tina Burner owns Flames. Yes. So make sure you take that note, you, um, you record it, and you are ready to apply it to the pop quiz that we give at the end of the show. In the end, Utica and Simone had the freakiest Friday, winning this week's challenge, while Denali and Olivia had to somehow outdo Chanel and Rebecca Glasscock to another repeat lip sync song, Shackles by Mary Mary. In the end, our ice queen Denali was sent back to Chicago, and Lux got to Olivia another day. Uh, the internet was upset about this uh um elimination and they couldn't quite they, they couldn't quite place their emotions the same way they normally do normally it's always in the form of hate for the queen who, who uh sent the person home but they love olivia enough not to have acted like that which is nice
1: mm-hmm. it was hard to go
0: yeah it's time you know sad, sad as it was to see her go, it go it's time for bitches to start getting sent to the house so we return to the workroom. Uh, Rose talks about how she saw herself and Denali being in the top. In the top, uh, I saw it. I saw the top for one of them, certainly not the other. But we're not going to get to that. <laughs> uh, Utica is finally excited because she has finally won a challenge. Though I and I still maintain that Utica should have won that ball.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Period. Agreed. I'm not Agreed. letting that go. She should have won that ball. <laughs> anyway, the girls were, were returning to the workroom. Uh, Olivia still has Denali's outfit on trying to figure out when she's going to get that shit back. (laughs) And they talk about the, I want to know, like, did they make her, like, I was wondering as we were getting closer to um, this episode, if they were like, Olivia, can you come to the back real quick? We're about to put Denali into the van. Can you take that off?
1: off First of (laughs) all, first of all, it was a throwaway outfit so i'm pretty sure and then too we know the girls don't get, really go home they go back to the hotel so olivia can wear that i know
0: but my Janet to see one me wanted them to put uh olivia in like a smock and some booty shorts while, <laughs> <laughs> while they loaded up the nollie into the van to go home mm-hmm. um olivia starts sharing her thoughts about um the girls selecting her to essentially go home and she says, Listen, I came to this competition. I said, I'm not going to take this personally when I started doing drag. And it is what it is. And shut it to thought, a drag queen can take criticism with grace because Candy does not believe
1: <laughs> Olivia was is about telling the truth it. about not how she again. really feels about it. The girls didn't uh, um, buy that.
0: Well, uh, the girls are candy
1: because, because I bought, it. I <laughs> the bought girls, it. The girls are like, oh, Miss Think, whatever. You're trying to get Miss Congeniality points.
0: No, I think she was keeping it one hundred. I mean, when you go and they, it was all based on the comp. It was all based on the challenge. Did anyone give the critique last week? That you know, based on the competition overall.
1: <laughs> Denali? Did,
0: did they? No, Denali said. <laughs> Denali said, Tina Brenner earns owns flames, and Gottmik is wearing those flames, and Gottmik hasn't paid the royalties yet. So, Candy and Gottmik. Uh, they said based. In the channel, so I think that uh, Olivia's approach and response to it was adequate, and it's, I think it's the way that one, when taking constructive criticism, should respond to it. It's not personal, girl. It's just the competition. This is just drag, and she had the confidence to do it in that uh, lace that was lifting in those eyebrows. So mm-hmm. I knew I believed her. It's the next day in the workroom, and mrs Katie Muse apparently does not know the difference between twenty five hundred dollars and twenty five
1: right dollars. this is the storyline
0: <laughs> well here's the here's the other thing i started to think too has anybody else given us uh the next day in the workroom confessionals the way that candy gets centered
1: what do you mean um yeah yeah It's there always candy people. telling the
0: story the next day
1: well there are a few people i mean I, Katya got a, a decent amount of confessional time I'm, i mean this season Oh, no, but that's far for the course, because usually they have, like, one girl who's, like, the mm-hmm. your head. You know what I mean?
0: But for this specific moment, like, the, the next day, like, it's always the next day when it's always uh, Candy talking about let's build a season 13 mansion where me and Joey J can get it on day after mm-hmm. day. Every episode has been Candy Muse. Has it been, has it been anybody else? And then Rose know, talking about her scary-ass no. dreams. I wonder how much the uh, girls are also giving production in terms of confessionals to use during this moment. Mm -hmm. Either way, uh, the girls are reading Tina Burner down and we are getting our first taste of what we know is going to truly be the Tina Burner episode. We thought it was going to be the one last week. I think it's this one. So RuPaul um, gives us a lazy, uh, a lazy video message, it comes in the workroom and says, "This week's mini challenge is: Are you smarter than a pit crew member? Now, Jamal, are you smarter than a pit crew member?
1: I don't know. I don't know how smart they are. It depends. <laughs> the girls are put up in um, of
0: this mini challenge and this quiz show trivia trivia setup where they have to answer questions adjacent to RuPaul's Drag Race. And they- History. the idea is the questions are so easy the pit crew can answer them which i mean jason's been there for basically ever i was about uh, to say yeah <laughs> so i think jason is going to know the answer to these questions like jason has job security when it comes to rupaul's drag
2: race
0: mm. um you and you and i would annihil- annihilate this i was definitely yelling answers at the screen as this was going on mm-hmm.
2: uh,
0: except for um miss utica not knowing alexis mateo's name <laughs> that was um <laughs> that that alone should have sent her straight onto the house because here's the funny thing though she had definitely seen all stars five so she knew of alexis mateo she knew mm-hmm. that she was reaching for the alexis mateo name because she made a reference to um alexis's maid character uh when they sent her to the house on all stars five
2: mm.
0: and she was when she was trying to film the words that was alexis mateo so you know uh, uh upon the second watch close save utica but i do think it might be time for you to go home for not knowing the legend that is alexis
1: mateo oh girl it please <laughs> we are not sending people home because they don't know no fucking trivia about the other
0: well why, why why when we why when we saving bitches for wearing latex green cat suits down the runway girl and funny no ass whatever Absolutely no we listen if you pull, them, the, if girls pull, if pull the pageant for one we pulling the pageant for them all
1: we are not periods
0: Uh, We get a shout-out to Sarge, a.k.a. Wintergreen, who is still on the job and is fully in a pair of six-inch bumps on the runway. We love to see it. In the end, the winner is Candy Muse, and ironically, Candy walks away with a $2,500 prize. Mm -hmm. And I gotta give it to Miss Candy. Candy knows her Drag Race knowledge. Even the deep cut of Under the Hood, of Under the Hood, Mm, and the way that she (laughs) delivered that answer, because I...
1: Well, she didn't know the name she didn't know the name she knew that happen. it happened it would have been well, more she impressive didn't know the name. she
0: said under the hood i don't think she's said. Uh, did, she, did she say it or did rupaul say
1: it i think that she said that there was footage that was released online i don't think she knew the name i would have been more mm-hmm. impressed if she knew the name
0: well i mean under the hood is a deep 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 cut like that shit is buried like i think i found it by accident So for our listeners who have never seen it, there is this, uh, adjacent to the lost season of RuPaul's Drag Race season one, is the uh, uh, first attempt, the walking, so Untucked can run, of an Untucked for season one. It is them fully in the basement of a Ramada Inn, talking about what just happened on the runway. And remember, these girls also didn't know what was going on or what to expect out of RuPaul's Drag Race at this point. So it, it never really, I guess, saw the light of day outside of YouTube. It starts off with, like, RuPaul uh, doing a monologue as her doll. "She free-for-all. Mm-hmm. And then they go into the untucked. So, you know, if you are bored one day and you have nothing else to do, go look for it. It's kind of interesting. So let's get into the maxi challenge, darling.
1: Well, you also forgot to mention that Candy won All answering a question that was math-related. So that was the full circle of her mini-storyline. I um, did not
0: care about that. I just cared the candy
1: was. Is the full circle of her storyline. We are being endeared even more to Candy Muse, the legend and Who's the icon. Who's being endeared to
0: Candy Muse? Not I. The
1: legend and the icon. There she is. Girl, whatever. So the girl... <laughs> so in the tradition of uh, Drag Race, uh, the girls are doing a marketing challenge, right? And usually the marketing challenge is the point is to figure out what your brand is and to sell your brand on a random object this year it is soda so um the girls are given surprisingly prompt.
0: not sponsored either i swore when they said this was going to be a soda challenge it was going to be sponsored by bubbly
1: yeah well right the girls are given the prompt and they have to come up with a what quick like 50 50 second uh they put a lot of emphasis on the time here for some reason um a 50 second commercial about a soda that represents their brand so immediately um got mick is doing the most in terms of where his commercial is going i was as somebody who organization is really important to because if it's not organized the way i need it to i will just like fall into chaos um i was trying to restructure God Mick's organization because he is like talking about well girl i'm gonna I need to put this here because this is happening here. Um, the voiceover is happening here and the edits are here and this and that. And I'm like, oh, Thing, no. Why don't you just color code it? It would be so much easier if you just color coded this. But anyway, Sigatmig is doing that. Tina is, very, is a, n- a
0: known kind of scatterbrain. So.
1: Yeah. Tina Burner is um, talking about his commercial uh idea which is to be a housewife with this uh juice that makes you somewhat sinful and she got a crucifix in her mouth and she's explaining to olivia utica is also doing the most asking if they have a cow so she can have the spirit of her cow in the building uh olivia (laughs) no it's not olivia simone points out simone is like you know utica is a genius um and utica is great but i feel like utica doesn't fully trust that and so sometimes what happens is that she um rests and hides behind this uh this kookyism which I, I agree with i definitely agree with i think that and you know who else gave that comment violet chosky gave that comment about utica's fashions um that utica actually serves good fashion and she would like her to relax as opposed mm-hmm. to Doing a... <laughs>
0: well you know we and we'll, we'll see a very clear exemplar in this execution in her commercials i think the, the big issue is we've, we've been we've been saying all of that for weeks right where she has a lot of good ideas of what her character is but she is not connecting any of the dots mm-hmm. yeah I think so. she, ha- she has the little placemat of where this is and chocolate land and kooky land is but it's there, she there are no pathways to any of it. It's just a bunch of fucking trees and forests and brush in between. So, with what she's what 15 years old, when she gets old, when she starts
1: to grow into her drag character,
0: um, I, uh, I suspect and hope that she'll evolve into that refinement.
1: Yeah, she's scatterbrained. So that happens. Um, and Rose is talking about a drink that she wants to make that makes the the consumer perfect because that's rose's storyline perfection um Mm. and simone is drawing a penis on a on a piece of paper so
0: like you should
1: the girls are the girls are doing them uh what we then see is that the girls are pulled away to the tv screen because they have a special guest and this week the special guest is none other than season 12 champion jada essence hall who i thought looked gorgeous on that screen
0: i don't think i've ever seen jada look bad i think she just she always looks fierce
1: yeah but yeah. She, i don't know she just looked extra gorgeous it just felt refreshing to see her face for some reason um so i was very happy jada gives the girls a pep talk one thing i was thinking though is i was like you know, I'm always suspicious of these t- television screens and green screens and wondering if the person was actually there and talking to them. Um, but <laughs> something that the girl, something that what? Jada is... <laughs> I am. I'm always very suspicious. I'm like, was that, was that person really there talking to them? Uh, unless I see some full-on, like, interaction. I am not... Sold on the idea that the person was actually on that screen talking to
0: them. I mean, it's possible. I was watching something not long ago and I was just talking about how, um, for some scenes in movies, like they're dance, they're dancing to nothing and the music gets added in post That's
1: what so, I mean. I'm saying. It's
0: not impossible, yeah, totally, but it's not impossible.
1: That's what I'm saying. Um, so Jade is talking to the girls about the importance of just having fun in the competition right and jada says Mm -hmm. the times that she did not um find herself having fun were the times that she did not do well in the challenge and that is from what i've seen true right um yeah yeah, the times where you are like sitting there overthinking and torturing yourself are the times where you really are not about to do a good job um so kudos to that and then i remembered uh jada's uh, what was she selling? Was she selling a gaff?
0: I think she was. Uh, well, yeah, like Raja. she was selling um tucking panties,
1: tucking panties. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, I remember her commercial, which was which was hella funny. Um, yeah. So,
0: that... which is um, mm-hmm. uh, which is um. So before we we need about to get into the um the prep on screen with yeah, Ross and Carson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, before we even get into that, let's talk about like the legacy of the branding challenge, because you've mentioned you mentioned this earlier. It's a fun it's a fun challenge that allows them to put their funk on something, create something. What are some of your favorite? What are some of your favorite products that have been created by the girls?
1: Young, Broken, Fabulous. Raven's Book. Um,
0: are you giving Raven credit for something? Look at you, Young
1: Broken Fabulous. Raven's book was That's
0: great.
1: That's <laughs> I mean, she's still forlorn as doing blackface, young, but Young Broken Fabulous. <laughs> Raven's book was great. Um, I like uh, Alaska's perfume, of course, is iconic, right? Um, Red, red for Red
2: mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think that. Nobody's soup from All Star Story was iconic, so fuck that.
0: You didn't like Zaza?
1: No. Um, <laughs> or I. My like TikTok
0: almost hit two thousand likes. Look at me. Look I here. know
1: we can hear it <laughs> <laughs> because I
0: keep getting notifications on my phone. One thing about TikTok that uh, me a millennial is getting accustomed to is how fast moving it is. So, like Instagram, you see a post it'll do its. You do a post and it'll do its thing. TikTok is moving constantly, and it's just a scroll game. So, like, when the comments and the likes come through, it is aggressive. But like, so, I'm using two phones right now. Uh, Thing, we are right? not
1: sitting here talking about your TikTok. Oh, addiction. Bitch, I know you
0: are <laughs> not fucking talking the way that you, the way that you Miss started. Nick. You can go straight to fucking hell and be a dick. No, so. So, like, when it's happening... People always give a TikTok turn, dissertation right now. Turn, <laughs> listen, let me turn this shit over, girl, because it is driving me absolutely wild. Oh, girl. You know, like, when you get, like, a million notifications... Like, we're in the middle of recording, and, like, 17 people fucking call you. It's just like, okay, this is a lot. I'm trying to focus on one thing.
1: Girl. So, no, I'm yeah, those are TikTok. great
0: products. I
1: hate uh, TikTok. My,
0: some of my... Well, because you're an ancient grandma. So, I- my, one of my <laughs>
1: favorites. Were,
0: um, I really, really love Jackie Cox's Magic Merkin. I oh, girl, fuck Jackie commercial. Cox. Commercial. you just mad because she don't like vinegar strokes. Um, <laughs> I loved her Magic Merkin. I thought that was a really great product. Yara sophia is forever iconic for her pop it on. And mind you, that was just a mini challenge product, but we forever associate that with Yara Sofia. Uh, Crystal's Magic Mullet, I thought was really, really cool, especially because during the prep for it, we suspected it was going to flop. I so there's a lot going on, and I fully expect, I mean, how do you market a hair, a, a hair piece? And then, of course, I loved pretty much all of the products from All Stars, too. So I say all that to say that when we get into what is actually presented in today's final challenge, the girls have sort of an uphill battle in terms of comparison to some of the other things that have been created by past queens on the show, because the girls have put a lot of thought in creating some really iconic things. I mean, even Katya is selling an anti-anxiety spray and was initially told that it was not going to work somehow worked.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's really just getting into, it's the same thing as any comedy challenge, right? It's really just getting into what is my brand? How can I sell it? How can it be funny? How can I deliver? Um, so I mean, I think that if I was on the show, I wouldn't go into it necessarily with any anxiety around mm. making sure that I was as funny as a previous contestant because that's a setup to lose. Um, if I went into every challenge thinking, okay, girl, well, I know that the legacy of Alaska and Katia are in this room, um, I would go down in flames. Because, you know, so I yeah. just, it's, it's really about focusing on what makes you special um how can i sell that right and always how can i make rupaul laugh right um right
0: so in that same vein you still have to create a product that is just as iconic because we do know they judge based off of past seasons they're not meeting the girls where they where where they are yeah so you do have to create something that's iconic
1: what i'm saying is i wouldn't think i wouldn't focus on that
0: Mm -hmm. no definitely not you should never
1: do that because those girls (laughs) weren't focusing on you know what i mean i gotta make this as funny as a previous challenge it was just like okay, Mm i need to make this funny right um so the girls go to uh rehearsal with carson and ross and we full on and as we've said before plenty of times i don't trust these rehearsals at nope. all, <laughs> right, Not as far as I can throw them right because the misdirects are fierce, right? And if you go back, we we're talking about previous challenges. If you go back to Alaska's Red for Filth, um, the beginning of it was a misdirect. If you go to Jinx's Delusion, it was a misdirect, right? And that one turned out fine. I'll be trusting it, um, because they will have somebody full on looking crazy or looking like they are crazy, and it makes perfect sense, um, so let's talk about some of them simone pretty much is doing the same thing she did in the flag factory no shade um same thing
0: simone does every week
1: yeah and you know i know this is a Simone stand account um but we also i if it here's the thing if it's done too much with no nuance to it then it's mm-hmm. going to get tired right and so that was that's my concern is if we have another challenge where they have to embody a character and she comes up with this kind of character.
0: Yeah, it's certainly a character that uh, you and I have seen ad nauseum, and mm-hmm. that she has also produced ad nauseam. Um, what I do think she does successfully is delivers her lines comically and in character. Absolutely. Which some of the girls Absolutely. are not doing absolutely so it's i not... will give her points for that you know especially given how young she is it's not a mastery of comedy or being able to come in you remember, you mentioned earlier how there's a lot of talking about the time that the girls have 30 they have 30 minutes to shoot them commercials that's not a lot of time to do anything
1: mm-hmm. so
0: for you to come in there and get what you need to get which is what she did is really a skill so i will absolutely get i mean i will give her points for that
1: yeah i'm just saying my concern is that move i don't want to see this every time you got to do a character mm-hmm. same way i didn't want to see a plastic Tr do that imitation yes. of nail salon lady every single time um it was slightly funny and i felt uncomfortable laughing the first time but then around the 50th time it was like okay now mistake
0: i never laughed and i thought that every and she lied about it every time <laughs> I've never Bro, heard you of Mariah Carey. I was about to say, care. when <laughs> you've
1: never heard of Mariah Carey or Beyonce, there are only so many references you can pull.
0: Right, 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 right,
1: right. But you will have an Instagram where you are Ariana Grande. Right. So, Tina Burner is up there being a housewife. um, And she... Okay, are we going to talk about production now no
0: well let's talk let's talk about it lightly and then we'll talk about it more heavily when we get to the critiques and the judging because i have some notes around that too
1: okay so i think that tina is a professional and you know and god knows we have not given tina that much grace on this on this podcast no um but i think that tina is a professional i think she had a great idea of where she was going in the commercial um and i think that it showed even in the rehearsals so I was, I did that. Did I think that Tina's, um, Tina's thing was going to be like the one that I peed my pants laughing to? No. Um, but I think that she did a decent job. She was stumbling on certain lines, but.
0: Yeah, so we see Ross harassing uh, her. Right, 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 right. So, you know, at this point, I can't really put a whole lot of stock into what's happening. Mm hmm. Uh, we've predicted last week that this was probably her week to go. So however the narrative got spun, we were gonna pay it was going to feed into what happens, what would happen for whoever decided to get sent to the house. Yeah, today. she was either gonna so, win or she was gonna go. Right. Cause do the girls even get a chance to look at the material that they shoot and put together a commercial?
1: No, they don't. Because yes. girls in the girls in the past have full on said that is not what I told them to do. right so
0: So, you know keep that in mind when you go and watch these commercials the girls shoot all this material they have no control the only time i can think of one time they actually had control over the final product and barely were the covers that they did for season 14 season four
1: well yeah and And what wasn't it wasn't it on race chaser where they were talking about how um they barely had control over the covers, and then they yep. were getting critiqued on the covers, even though it wasn't yep. something that they did. It was right. production; that did it, and the girls were sitting up there getting put in the bottom. Yeah, because was for like, "There's stuff that did. I can
0: do that the person that they hired could not do, and they wouldn't let her touch the computer because it wouldn't <laughs> be fair." So, you know, full disclosure: uh, this the girls was up. a production. This is a production-heavy episode. They did a shitty job. At hiding the man behind the green curtain this week. Mm-hmm. The same way I did um, a
1: shitty job of putting on body when she got into this baby's car. Baby,
0: let me tell you something. <laughs> Tisha Campbell, little baby Tisha Campbell came out, and the first thing I thought I was in the now, Tisha Campbell.
1: <laughs> baby, baby. You needed to say know, I know, I know we in chas. a different
0: era and ja- drag where the girls aren't wearing body. That's mm-hmm. fine. But a little something, something, especially because we know that you do pad when you hit that runway. Mm-hmm. would go a long way miss thing you should not have come out in that dress that very unforgiving dress yeah with that flat with that flat ass chest running yeah. around the, running around the stage looking crazy
1: yeah so olivia looked crazy that's pretty much the, the theme of her shoot um did utica look, and we did utica look crazy sucking on the, the cow looked-
0: Fucking nuts, and we'll get into the full team when we get into that commercial. <laughs> that's why I brought look, up that point. But yes, go ahead.
1: I'm just saying she looks, she's she's running around, she's sipping on the cow. She is right.
0: Uh, Candy is doing the exact same thing, also running around, giving directions to the yeah, uh, that's pretty much to lay down.
1: that's the That's <laughs> the thing with that's the thing with the rehearsals is oh excuse me.
0: Bless you. I'm gonna put that on my TikTok. Oh
1: god anyway um is that the girls <laughs> is that the girls look crazy period that's the end right. of rehearsal mm-hmm. The just look crazy right. and you right. hope that you look you run around looking crazy you hope that they come up with something so that's right. well you know challenge you know what you
0: know what's you know,
1: <laughs> oh i have one
0: thing to cover I forgot about that <laughs> so talk about what happens when they get back from challenge prep, girl
1: candy was gay bash in high school she had her arm broken that's horrible. That is traumatic. I'm not here for that, you know what I mean? At all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It did reignite some high school trauma that I had um, because the teachers were very complicit in the, the mm-hmm. well, this was junior high school. The teachers were very complicit in protection of the gay students. Cause we full on, we sat at a table. It was me and two of my home girls, um, no, three of my homegirls two of which are dead one um was the victim of a transphobic uh hate crime in southeast and she was Mm -hmm. actually stabbed and killed and the other died in his sleep yeah it was really sad um and the other died in his sleep but we had a little gay table um it was us and then oddly enough the anime nerds they sat with us and didn't care um but full on one day, everybody in the cafeteria started throwing food at us and the teachers did nothing. They started throwing food. And I remember it was fucking sloppy joes oh, um, no. and the teachers did nothing. And they always would do that. Like one time I got choked out in my locker and legit almost passed out and no one did anything. Um, so. It's a mess, right? Um, and the gay children need protection. And it's horrible that that happened to Candy. I'm sorry, that, that happened to her um she talks about it she shows scar on her arm that's what happens at the mirror
2: okay
0: all
1: right well let's get into the
0: runway darling so category is beast mode uh rupaul looks fantastic tonight in this beautiful slinky black dress it's a classic rupaul look and thank god because the last two weeks when series uk Oh, Drag Race, RuPaul has been looking a trifle of a mess.
1: Don't do that to her.
0: Uh, Am I lying? She had the titty pad, was popping out (laughs) during the finale. She was wearing the dress from the All-Stars 5 promo shoot that never even came out. If you look, that is the cover from I'm in Love that she wore uh, um, uh, during the finale of UK. And for someone who read the girls down for not wearing any glitter on their H&M, it's a little... you know, you a little hypocritical for her to pump down there and just a basic brown on brown dress and some gold accessories. The accessories were stunning, the wig was stunning.
1: It was the but, middle of a pandemic.
0: Now, when you rupaul Andre Charles, you won a door mask finale of uh season twelve, you have some access, bitch. Don't do that.
2: <sighs> Anywho,
0: let's get into the runway. The runway category is beast mode, darling. Uh, an homage to uh, uh, the queen that we will never let ex- exit the lore of RuPaul's Drag Race, no matter how far along we get in the season, Alyssa Edwards. So the first one coming down the runway coming down the runway is Miss Utica. So what I'm going to do, so what they oh yeah, no, this is fine. Never mind. I'm about to explain something that's incorrect. Utica comes on the, the runway in an asymmetrical fur dress. It's giving me this mix between Mad Cow meets Mad Bull. Um, it has some yellow trims to it. I was underwhelmed by the stress on her, given that we know that she's an art kooky queen. Um, I think she could have went further. I thought the the nails were an interesting touch, and I did think her, her makeup looked as good as ma- Utica's makeup tends to look.
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: I also realized that Utica's not a girl who wears a ton of makeup, like Miss mm-hmm. Tina Burner. She don't use the cosmetics.
1: Well, does Tina Burner use them successfully? Um... Does, does Utica
0: really use them successfully?
1: <laughs> I think she does. I think that her mug looked great. Um, And I liked it. I thought that she looked like a little Disney villain. I I mean, it wasn't the sleeping bag, but it also was cute. So I right. was it here was, for it. It
0: was very much the, uh, the boss you fight before you get to the final boss. <laughs> it was very that. Tina Burner comes down the runway in this patchwork a bear thing. I, I, I've never seen this movie Spaceballs, but she looks like the off-brand Chewbacca yes, she from does. Spaceballs. Yes, she does. Uh, <laughs> I think this is cute for Tina and is one of the, uh, despite some of the proportion issues that we're having here, it is very campy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I don't love about the piece is there was a real miss on the, the headpiece. And I don't understand what it is with Tina and the wigs and the hats where she's paying... Uh, sparingly paying other de- attention to other details in her garments and her looks, because this one looked like it was beautifully executed, and then missing the mark up top because that could have that that was a, a easy miss that could have been spectacular.
1: Except for them pads.
0: Well, that's that's, that's the fit issue we're talking about. Um, but otherwise, I think she looks. Uh, I think she looks beautiful. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the look looks beautiful. Makeup still needs some work. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, she was fine except for the um, yeah, the pants. You know, it was giving me it was giving me Vanjie's latex. Hmm. That's what it was mm-hmm. giving. me. That's what I thought. Yeah. is That this is is less of like fitting and it's more of the actual construction of the outfit. Hmm. Yeah.
0: I mean, Vanjie also don't wear nobody's body anyway, too. So. Uh. Uh, Candy Muse,
1: a mess. Next, <laughs> a mass. No, we need. No, we need to talk about this because this is a
0: part of this production issue we're having. So, Candy Muse pumps on the runway. That's all I got for a mess. Latex over the. But then I'll talk about it. Latex all <laughs> over body uh, <laughs> jumpsuit uh, with an alien. This is clearly a piece designed by B Collar because I recognize that design. Uh, strapped to her back, and she has fur leftover fur from her uh, uh, leme look. On her titties, and she has a merkin situation going on. This outfit is absolutely terrible. I don't know how she looked around that room and said, "You know what? I'm gonna still wear this outfit down the runway." It was awful. And it's important for us to make a note of this because she has been getting away with murder.
1: For yeah, since now. the beginning. Since the beginning. Do you remember her day and night runway?
0: Yes. Yes. And we'll talk about it more in the judging, but for this to not been read the house down, when they have read the girls for much less on the runway and their looks is really, really disgusting. So full boots for Miss Candy this week. Uh, Simone comes down the runway in a full furry costume. Every furry across the world was sweating their uh, their monster costumes when Simone came down. She looks, she's bodacious. She is wearing the trademark twinkle-toes Gucci cutters and the crop top. What I will say is Simone could have taken it further because all she did was slap on a costume and a Simone face
1: mm-hmm. And
0: yeah. this look.
1: I like the little feet. The legs. Oh, the feet was fierce. The feet was fierce.
0: The feet was fierce. I would yeah. love for um, I think for someone who um is is really at the precipice of like being the um at uh, her true drag success. I would love for her to be more adventurous with her makeup because at this point, I don't think I've seen any different makeup on her.
1: No, you haven't.
0: With that the exception of the time that Utica put her in that makeup, even then that was still a Simone face with some color splashing on it. Yeah. Godmik is <laughs> next down the runway, and Godmik is wearing this purple fang monster. this is this is fully got mixed category. Monique Hart is shook. Yes. The, she has these massive eye shoulder situations. Uh, the skirt are these beautifully placed the, uh, beautiful fangs. The costume is so beautifully executed. I am living for got mug. Got mug is stamped. The hair is qua—it is a different hair for Gottmik. It's a little, um, it's much more quaffed and tighter. It's very much so a pageant sort of hair. She looks absolutely stunning tonight. Uh, no, no bad notes, no negative notes
1: at all. Yeah, you know who else loved it? Who? Heidi Klum.
0: Well, you know, Heidi you Klum know was girls.
1: going off on Mick's Instagram.
0: You know, Heidi's going to wear it up to her Halloween party this year. And then maybe not uh, culturally appropriate Shiva like she did that one (laughs) (laughs)
1: day. We know that Heidi Heidi and the race politics. Have you ever heard Heidi Mm. talk about her husband? Uh,
0: uh, Her ex-husband? Her
1: ex-husband, yeah.
0: Mm. It
1: is problematic. I I believe you. I (laughs) believe you.
0: I totally believe you. I totally believe you. And speaking of a kiss from a rosé uh Rosie pumps on the runway and this um i'm gonna call it a red Krampus Krampus look absolutely this is this is every this is exactly what i want for- oh you know what i didn't skipped over olivia bitch
1: <laughs> oh olivia look cute next
0: oh uh, yeah olivia was giving us a uh, um have you seen that movie little monsters no i have not and she looked like one of the monsters and little monsters in this uh green and blue fur look with the horns. It was cute. Uh, but then you know, Rose comes on the runway and this absolutely stunning red Krampus look. Uh the, the ply on this fur that she's wearing is excellent. The makeup, the the attention to detail on this makeup is absolutely superb because we do know the girls will run what pump down the runway in a full body paint that is not that is splotchy.
2: Mm-hmm. that is messy
0: and all over the fucking place and it looks absolutely excellent. This is the level of perfection and excellence we've been looking for out of Miss Rosé. And once again, the, and, and the silhouette looks good tonight.
1: Well, yeah, she did a good job of balancing, having a lot of shit, jutting off her body, which she likes. And right. then also, you know what I mean, like showing some silhouette, which is good. And she yeah. said that in the mirror chat when they were making fun of her for painting all that red on her face. And she was like, okay, mm-hmm. girl, y'all making fun of me now, but in 40 minutes... Is about to be fierce.
0: Oh, yeah, she ate that right on up. I don't know why they were asking her about that. They knew the damn category was uh,
1: beast. Right. They should have been all looking down at Candy and saying, girl, what the fuck? What is going right, on? Right,
0: right. You, you, that's what you can tell if you have any friends in the room or not, bitch, because not one of them, bitches said to
1: her, not to stay. <laughs>
0: I know you're about to pump down there with an alien strapped to your back and think that's They the might
1: fiercest. have, but shit, if you know that whenever you give a girl feedback, she's about to curse you out, what's the point?
0: <laughs> fair, fair
1: so let's get into each
0: one of these commercials uh, and this is where we see how production is really about to get the fuck down because we know that the girls don't get to edit their own shit we had utica's comes utica's uh commercial first uh utica it is a hot ass mess i don't i watched it twice i don't understand what the hell is going on it goes back to the original point i was making about utica where utica has all of these ideas and she thinks she's reaching for the joke but she's never connecting the dots on that map and she is not telling the story she is on her back sucking from the udders of this cow shout out claire the cow we miss you big ups um sorry about the chicago fire that you started girl that we blamed on you i mean um, and then she dropped this the most important joke of her commercial that she should have been using as the anchor which is that when you lick the can you can get the flavor
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 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 especially since she made that such a point in the prep um yes. to talk about that it was a it was a mess and it's opportunity yeah and the judges said that in in tandem with you know, the judges said that was that, you know, girl, it was a lot going on. We didn't understand necessarily what mm-hmm. the, um, what the product did, which I think is a valid critique. Sometimes um, we see sometimes in these commercials, though, the judges absolutely do not care what the product does mm-hmm. um, as long as it's funny. But I think the combination of it not being funny um, and just chaotic uh, and no clear message on what the product does um spelled disaster for miss utica
0: absolutely uh, a full miss sorry about it
1: well speaking of the judges not
0: caring about what the product does because it's quote-unquote funny we have candy muses the case special and I, I for one this soda drink the name of it kept making me really uncomfortable
1: why because of a drug reference
0: yes and the way that michelle rue and Carson, who of, are of the Club Kid era, would flinch every time.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Candy
0: said the name uh, it was also clearly giving them flashbacks. Because basically, all Candy did was run around, uh, and in this club scene, I was not clear. It was supposed to be a drink that was supposed to make you feel like you were sitting alone in VIP. I guess is what it was supposed to do. Girl, but for I'm tired me, of the, it. The, exactly the 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 commercial was an absolute mess. It was just, she wasn't doing anything. It was not the same sort of magic of Crystal's magic mullet, where it was also kind of all over the place, but it at least went somewhere, you know what I mean?
1: Well, here's a critique, right, is that Mm -hmm. I think one thing that Candy definitely comes on this show with, um, which is a, an asset to her, is Mm -hmm. a knowledge of what has been done before in the competition.
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: and you know, like who who has done what, what has been done before, what has been successful. Um, I think it becomes a detriment when you rely solely on that um, and solely on the same like uh, things that we know of you. Like, okay, girl, we already know VIP. We already know, right. you know what I mean. Um, even in the prep, when she was like, "Is the bus still running?" Girl, we already know that that is a, a, a change. Right? Like, yeah, but it's, it's tired at this point. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yeah. Innovate. Give me something new. Right. And the judges ate it up. And not only did they eat that up, they ate her outfit up. So yep. we full on are seeing the fact that production and the judges want Candy to stay and they are willing to lie because that's what was going on. They are willing to sit up here and lie and protect her and that is not yep. fair because we see that what happens is they are not extending that same grace to everyone else and somebody gets full-on assassinated here um <laughs> when candy should be getting the negative critique and in the bottom
0: absolutely and we saw that happening we saw that happen with that double saying that shouldn't have happened candy lost that lip sync and it was time for her to go mm-hmm. uh and this is why the girls should be worried because when we get into the Untucked a little later little later on, the girls are calling out who their biggest threats are and Simone calls out Candy. And it's, it's a valid critique. It's a valid uh, selection because Candy is not a threat to any of the girls based on performance. Mm. Candy is a threat to the girls based on the fact that they eat up everything that she does and they are willing to lie and pull the pageant. To, who is sending me a... They are willing... So I got a random phone call, bitch. They are willing to lie and pull the pageant Shut to up. keep her in the competition. Competition, Absolutely. And that is, a you cannot compete with that kind of girl. Mm-hmm. You cannot, you can't beat her based on performance. You can try, but if production wants that person in the top, they are gonna make it happen. Mm-hmm. And that is a scary position to be in. And yes, that's why this person is a threat. So anyway, it's a fucking mess. Sorry mm-hmm. about it, Candy, it's time to go. Uh, Tina Burner is, comes up, she does burn it up. Um, here is the critique I will say about it. she. She checks all the boxes. She serves. Uh, she serves exactly what Tina Burner is going to serve in a, a commercial with burning up. I understand the critique that the housewife reference is not on can, not on Tina, but in general is a tired one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You can say that for multiple girls across the the um across the cut. But and I was also reminded, too, of that we're in, like, this just societally and, like, the way that, you know, things are progressing and, like, the sort of 90s, 2000s reference uh, mindset where they really are not going to throw any sort of points to Tina's housewife situation.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I saw the critique, them leveling that critique of her saying that mm-hmm. she's done it too much. And I was it's like... A lie right i was like but she hasn't done it at all like all she did was put rosé in the fucking dress last week then mm-hmm. once again it's <laughs> like when it's like when they came for sister sister in uk talk about girl we tired of mummies and it's like wait a you second you see
0: 800 mummies girl right
1: right uh, wait a second wait one second but st- how many mummies have we seen one one right so one. y'all are trying it um and i really and you and y'all know I have not been the biggest supporter of Miss Tina Burner of Ms. Tuna Burger on this podcast. Um, but I did not appreciate the way that they bulldozed her in this mm-hmm. in this judging, because it was very much giving it's time for you to go. You know what I mean? Yep. The same way. And we've seen we've seen girls get assassinated on this show.
0: Yes. They're you know what I mean? The icon.
1: Let's do let's never forget the way that they straight up assassinated sugar cane yes baby that was a fucking snipe they put the because... sniper on that bitch and, <laughs> and they shot okay yes i have never and they didn't seen somebody i've been... never seen somebody full-on be on the winning team of a challenge and get taken out
0: the photo of you jamal of this
1: I have never seen somebody full-on be on the winning team and get thrown in the bottom
0: mm hmm it was yeah
1: that was an assassination oh.
0: on on the lie of, on the lie of mm, you have too many captains on they're not cute. <laughs> While Well EBR they walked down there in that terrible ass, the captain I took it, the captain that EB on was cute. But not enough to save her from what was a terrible performance in the Black Cookout during that challenge in uh, mm. season 12, eleven. <clears throat> anyway, Simone does an excellent job. She is selling us sweet tooth. It is giving me Chris Rock. It's giving me Wanda Sykes. I do love that when she says this include this the ingredients of this drink include sugar, high fructose and sucrose, which are all sugars. <laughs> So, I love that little uh, attention to detail. She does service what Simone normally gives, but it's a tight commercial mm-hmm. and it, it checks all the boxes and does what they ask you to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Got Mick looked beautiful in her commercial. So, then Olivia Lux. Let's exactly. talk about Olivia. I mean, do we have to? It so was a mess. <laughs> it wasn't a mess because i feel like this this is this is part of the whole production ploy to we saw like full-on conspiracy theorists this episode but it's, oh it's well, yeah, yeah
1: yeah they also they it's also what, what are softening us up for the olivia um elimination
0: so we can, they take, they're bringing Olivia down a couple picks so they can send her ass home and we not feel some kind of way about it. Mm-hmm. Because Ross levels this critique at uh, Olivia that you give off happiness so often that I didn't believe this commercial and I said that is bullshit because Olivia's commercial, Olivia's drink is called Live. Mm-hmm. Olivia tells and it uh, tells a story. She's this person searching for happiness and she finds it in this drink. How many fucking soda commercials have we seen that have said that? She also tells a story, isn't um, it
1: branding didn't y'all say that that was her brand a few weeks ago
0: exactly the commercial was never stagnant the commercial had movement it had <laughs> dynamics she was really selling the script. give i feel like if you give a girl a critique give her give them a fair critique if you're not if you're not willing to be flexible and adjust your lens then you really have no business being a judge on the show so for her for him to have leveled the critique of you were smiling. The critique literally was you were smiling in the beginning of the commercial. I wish you were frowning so that when you finally found joy in the drink, you know, I would have believed it more. Or it, she, they could have easily read it as somebody who has a lust for life and who uh, is looking for um, a lust for life in a drink.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There was no need for that harsh critique of Louisville. I thought it was very, very, very unfair and I really did not appreciate that. No, it, was to get, it was done. They're
1: dumb. trying to get her out of it. They're trying to get her out of here.
0: And it's, it's aggravating because if, I mean... We're, we're, we know they're trying to get her out of there and they're also making space for someone who doesn't deserve to be in the top four, period. <laughs> and then Rosé serves us a fabulous commercial for Rosé and her uh, Jan fantasies. So we have pretty much uh, annihilated production in The Judges know. and I think it's pretty clear what the writings on the wall are. Uh, the winner of this week's challenge is Simone in her furry costume. And, and, Rosé The winner Rose. is
1: Rosé. <laughs>
0: Do you feel like it should have been a double win or it should have been a single win?
1: No, they could have had a single win, girl, keep moving. But you know, they gotta give yeah. Rose, they gotta give Rose another win so she can get up <laughs> in the finale. <laughs> Which, <laughs> it's, it's,
0: it's, it's the truth. And the lip syncers this week. Um yeah, I commercials were
1: funny up. enough. Shit. Nobody should have won for real, for real. I didn't crack yeah, up. I wasn't cracking up in crackin nobody's commercial.
0: Right. Yeah, nobody was really um. No one, yeah, no one really gave it. I didn't want to buy any other the drinks. Uh, so the queens who are lip-sicking this week are uh, Surprise, Surprise, Tinta Burnter and Utica. And what song and are they lip-sicking lip- to? Bitch, at least it's not a repeat. They are lip-sicking to... <laughs> My Humps by the Black Eyed Peas. Now, this is from Monkey Business, and uh, I remember it came out in 2005, because I was really into Black Eyed Peas at the time. Um, And (laughs) this lip sync happens. Uh, Tina is doing, I will tell you something, Tina is doing a lot out the gate (laughs) Mm -hmm. in this performance. Mm -hmm. However, Utica is essentially trying to do a spooky performance, and is just sort of walking around um i do feel like this was um an unfair selection because the winner of the the lip sync was utica and even candy is back there shocked
1: how do you think it was an unfair selection i think that tina won the lip sync i don't i think that utica won the lip sync I
0: disagree. I think Tina won the lip sync and I think they just needed to put a nail in that coffin and send her home.
1: I think like Tina was unfairly in the bottom, but I agree. Utica won the lip sync for me.
0: I don't think Utica won that lip sync. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: either way, make bullshit scream, calls
1: across the
0: board. Uh, Tina, my I hope Tina has a successful career post-drag race because uh, she is up against a lot. In addition to the pandemic, she is also up against ageism in the Drag Race community. Uh, Well, she's
1: also up against her own tacky aesthetic. That too. So that brings me to my next point. In a
0: couple of years, not next year, I would not mind seeing an an improved Tina Burner on All Stars.
1: I want to see a successful camp queen on Drag Race. I'm tired of them bringing in these girls... They don't ever when we
0: had one, she was lady. a predator, so
1: <laughs> like I said, successful. <laughs> and even then, even, even if she wasn't a predator, some of that shit was getting real tired and well. she was being given wins. Because if I would have seen uh old lady with Parkinson's one more time,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tina Brenner for All Stars. And um, so a, it's, you know, a
1: fucking 500 minute uh, comedy set. When they told you, bitch, was, you got seven minutes. It was a
0: it was a three day comedy set. <laughs> imagine, imagine being as someone who is a performer, and you're a performer, too, you know, <laughs> you know, when you are waiting to go so you can get done and have a drink at the bar, and a bitch is ahead of you taking 75 hours.
1: Well, that's like oh this my one time. God, that was like this one show I was in that um i was the first person up so you know i went first did my thing the other person went first did her thing and you know at a certain point you just ready for the shit to be over and i'm like okay, yes I'm girl in this and a bitch gets up and does a fucking 11 minute beyonce number and i was i'm standing <laughs> in the back like <laughs> are you fucking serious like you really tried this like we do not yeah. want to sit here and listen to all that. i'm ready to go
0: yeah, girl. Well, why didn't you... If you already went, why didn't you just leave?
1: I was waiting to get you my to be buddy. in the curtain call? I was waiting to get my check. Yes, curtain call oh, and you,
0: get my check. Ready? Yes, girl. Run me my thought at the end yeah, of the show, girl, shit, and I'm
1: sitting here waiting bitch, on this fucking, fucking tired-ass tired Beyoncé <laughs> number. 11 minutes, Are you, and she wasn't even giving. I was like, oh, mistake.
0: You it weren't trying tired. to hear 11 minutes to get me body.
1: It was you tired, trying to patch weave, lady. she was not turning, it, and she did not get the tips that she knew, and it was funny, because in the back... When we were all doing our makeup, she was sitting there like she was just the one and going off. You know,
0: anytime a girl brings a Beyonce mix, I'm like, unless I know that you could back and
1: twirl this thing, I don't want to hear it.
0: <laughs> and for real, for real, if you bring any sort of mix, if you bring any mix, I said, you better be a dancer girl because if you come out here with these long ass mixes, this thing, I. <laughs> And that is the benefit of being the host because I don't have to wait for anybody to go on iron and say my piece, bitch. It's time for me to hit a get on the back, give me a little vodka cranberry, it makes a bitch funnier. And you do what you going to do on the stage, bitch. And I'm going to make sure I don't make no faces on the side because one thing I do get clocked for a lot by my friends is if you want to know how our performance is going, look at Twinkle face. <laughs> so let's get into the final portion of the show. And that is our favorite category of the week. And that is what? Wig of the week, wig of the week, wig Rose. of the week. Whose wig is making you beat your meat because it's Rose. the wig of the
1: week? Rose and.
0: Wig of the week.
1: <laughs> Who was yours? Tina Berners.
0: <laughs> yes, I love me some Tina Berners. Um, I will tell you, I did appreciate that Tina finally wore a nice wig in the challenge.
1: Oh, I was about to I say, said, where she wear a nice wig at? You
0: talking about that big red in the, wig? I said, in the challenge, I said, oh, thank God, she does have something slightly nice. My wig of the week is um, the lace on the Denali wig that Olivia had on when she came back from the work. Okay, okay, work. so we're not even taking the category seriously <laughs> no more. No, Rose definitely had the better. Um, Rose had the best look. I think uh, down that runway it was most fully realized, and the attention, the attention to detail, was absolutely off the Richters. She did a well, wonderful like job this week.
1: The winner is Rose.
0: Um, we'll see what happens at the end. Uh, the my <laughs>
1: least
0: favorite I wig.
1: Rose- actually, you
0: know, I loved Rose's wig, but I actually really love Gotmick's wig too. Uh,
1: yeah, oh, wig—it was, was nice and cloth.
0: So beautiful! It was—it was a, a slight—a slight departure from what. Uh, um, wow! Oh my god, it's a slight departure from what Miss Mc normally gives on the runway. So full toots! My mm-hmm. least favorite wig this week candy muse
1: she didn't have a wig what
0: you talking exactly, about exactly exactly that <laughs> enti- entire enti- no i'm keeping it no 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 absolutely not i listen to the recording listen to the, rece- the tapes i'm going to give candy points where she deserves points she oh, so we're job.
1: not going to go back to um 30 minutes and 45 seconds where you say fuck candy Muse" everything she stands for
0: that's not what I said, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, as he does it to me, every time I said, bitch, I got the receipt, that's not what I said. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am very diplomatic in my delivery of critiques. If I do not like it, I do not like it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So the fact that she, yeah, the fact that it was incomplete, the whole thing was incomplete to me. So can't be muse.
1: All right, girl. Well, that's it. Put a pin you to least, her. you have a this week? They weren't really wearing wigs.
0: I mean, Rose was not it was it was a wig, but it was more of a piece. They Semantic, weren't really wearing darling. wigs. Yeah. Go find another wig you not like and we've done this before.
1: Child Simone's in the challenge.
0: See, see, that's all you had to do. Oh, yeah, that wig was cool. Exactly. Okay, anyway. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> well, that was this week's
0: episode of Black Star Roots. I'm Tinkle, My Fucking Toes. And I want you to shine bright like an Ellie Diamond.
1: Oh girl, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Jamal. And if you want to find, follow, or friend us, you can do so on several uh, social media platforms that are not TikTok. Um, you can find us at. I'm working
0: on a TikTok for us though, so look for us on TikTok <laughs> at Black to Our
1: Roots. You can find it's going
0: to us- be us doing the savage dance every week.
1: You can find us on Instagram at Black to Our Roots Pod. Um, or on Twitter at Black to Our Roots, where we live tweet and we kiki with Kennedy Davenport.
0: Yes, and hopefully, depending on the results of today's uh, responses, <laughs> Girl, Crystal God. Method.
2: She's still like, <laughs> <on my feet. laughs>
0: <laughs> any minute now, she reply. You just wait. Any minute now, okay? Any minute, any minute now. Crystal Method's gonna reply. You just
1: wait. You and just shout. wait. <laughs> And Jaggers
0: hey, RuPaul uh, Jaggers did like one of our tweets though.
1: <laughs> which tweet was it? The Countess Vaughn tweet?
0: No, we didn't get any Countess Vaughn love this week. It was something we retweeted
1: from their uh, page. Oh, of course. Anyway,
0: <laughs> which was a reference to TikTok, and that's why they liked it. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thank Girl, you all for listening to the Abolish
1: TikTok. <laughs>
0: girl no that's the that's the that's the wave of the future girl before we know listen before we know it facebook is gonna go the way of my space we're the not gonna be able to be gonna... friends with tom anymore door
1: the children are gonna be over tiktok and the way y'all disrespect my space and just show her no love as if she didn't start the game
0: so what
1: i said the way we y'all was... just
0: Oh, you know, I love me some MySpace, girl. I had me a nice little customized MySpace, bitch, with the HTML and all, girl, I was coding in the very beginning. Oh,
1: were you one of them bitches that had one of them doing too much pages that slowed down the whole computer?
0: No, 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 no. We had a little fierce background. It was real classy, bitch, but it was, it was done fierce.
1: Shout out to them girls' pages, your whole computer just fucking freeze because they got 10 (laughs) songs loaded and (laughs) (laughs) uh, graphics and twirling pictures.
0: Now, you want to talk about who walked so my space can run, Miss Zanga. I had me a nice little Zanga account, bitch. And my good Judy Carey used to code and design all of my website. And that shit was BS, honey. It was everything. <laughs> you
1: wanted to talk right, about folks. who walked so the children could run is Ms. You AOL said, well, I was about <laughs> to say Ms. AOL chat. Okay, yes. the girls is all yes. over the, the gay GPS um, thinking that they're doing something. They do not remember... Them um, oh, chat girl, bros yes. on Miss AOL chat where I was a full mm-hmm. on 27 year old woman.
0: You see, bitch, you now you have to see back <laughs> in the day, you had to be on the if you wanted to hook up, girl, you had to have a desktop. There was no mobile, baby. <laughs> to, yeah, but that you had to have been in the dorm room at the time so you can uh, to log on to Blackgate Chat or to Downing Lane. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, y'all, we have a flight to catch in London. So bye. Mm-hmm.